Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is Political Woman. I am going to share some interesting stories that are making headlines right now. And I'm doing this because I've been so involved in posting things about our former president, Donald Trump, that I haven't really done posts on on other important things that are happening in the United States. So this is other news. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, July 25th, 2020, a peaceful Black Lives Matter protest in Austin, Texas. Daniel Perry, an Uber driver, slowly drove his car into the crowd of marchers. Perry then shot and killed one of those marchers, Garrett Foster. Perry shot Garrett Foster five times with a 257 revolver. There were more circumstances than this. I'm giving you the shorter version. But there's been a trial, and a jury just found Daniel Perry guilty. He hasn't been sentenced yet, so he hasn't filed an appeal. But Governor, Texas Governor, right-wing Republican, Greg Abbott, says he will pardon the convicted killer as soon as the request hits his desk. Now, here's some backstory. Perry was grumpy because some of the Black Lives Matter protesters were going by his apartment, and he he posted on a social media site They were making him grumpy and that they better not get in his way. And someone said, oh, you wouldn't hurt them. And he said, I will if they approach me and threaten me. So he's driving his car through the crowd. And um, he says his crowd was swarmed by the protesters. They all say they were getting out of his way because he was driving through the marchers. He says that the victim... Garrett Foster, who was there with his fiancée, taking part in a peaceful protest. Perry said that that Foster had an, uh, an assault rifle and pointed it at him so that he was justified in shooting and killing Garrett Foster. Well, the jury heard all sides of this story. It was not broadcast, so there was no audio. There was no, it was not on closed circuit television or anything. So the governor hasn't seen any of the trial, hasn't heard any of the trial, didn't hear any of the evidence. The jury did, though, and they deliberated for quite a while. And they found Daniel Perry guilty. Daniel Perry also happens to be in the military, and he was driving the Uber Uber driver you know, in his spare time, I guess. But Governor Perry's going to pardon a killer 
because he shot a Black Lives Matter protester because he was justified in shooting him. So much for Republicans who are tough on crime. And by the way, just in case you're wondering, because I, I was, both Perry and Foster, so the shooter and the victim, are white. But Garrett was marching for Black Lives Matter. And that's from Texas. In Tennessee, a racism is alive and well and growing. But the good news is that the fight for democracy is strong. Last week, we met the Tennessee Three. They are Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson. So I'll go back. On March 30th, hundreds of demonstrators flooded into the Tennessee State House to demand that lawmakers pass stricter gun laws. No, so that's March 30th, three days before, on March 27th, shooter Audrey Hale gunned down three nine-year-old students and three staff members at the Covenant School in Nashville. She was heavily armed. She gunned these babies down and she gunned these staff members down. The Tennessee legislature is overwhelmingly Republican and most are white males. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's important to the story. They did not want to hear about gun control or gun reform. Mm -mm, they weren't having any of it. So the Tennessee Three, Johnson, Jones, and Pearson, approached the House podium between bills during session without being recognized. That is a breach of chamber rules. And they led protesters that were in the galleries in several chants calling for gun reform. Because they did that, because they spoke out of turn, because they breached the rules, which, by the way, have been breached before, the three members were going to be expelled. Before they were expelled, there was debate. They had a chance to speak. So after hours of debate, two Democratic lawmakers, so, so the Tennessee three, they're all Democrats, two of them were expelled. One barely made it by one vote and was not expelled. So the two men that were expelled are black. And the one person that didn't get expelled is a white woman, Democrat, former teacher, who lived through a school shooting. And she was asked, why did you not get expelled and why did they get expelled? And she said, because of the color of my skin. So that's the Tennessee Three. And it was some kind of day watching this happen. These um, two young men are just fiery 
wonderful public speakers, unbelievably compelling as they talked about some of the things that they've had to go through dealing with the racist lawmakers in the Tennessee legislature. And it is appalling and disgusting and sickening. All that said, in the coming week, coming week, it's Sunday night, 11 o'clock, Jones and Pearson could get their jobs back. Under Tennessee law, the Metropolitan Council of Davidson County in Nashville and the Shelby County Board of Commissioners in Memphis can appoint interim representatives for their district's now vacant seats until a special election is held. And they've been overwhelmed with emails and calls to give these two men their jobs back. Because all they were trying to do was represent their constituents. And they didn't get a chance. And so they spoke up, free speech, babies. And next week, hopefully we will see them get their jobs back. And I've heard reports that it was an insurrection. Oh, come on. Come on. There was not one weapon there except verbal. And the people, young people, where our hopes lie for the future of this country, were there marching for gun laws. And the majority of people in this country want I, I don't understand. I still can't get it why people are against a national database. We have the technology. That's the story of the, the Tennessee Three. And we're going to hear more about them next week and more about them probably for the rest of my life. And I'm happy about that. In Baltimore, Maryland, the Catholic Church. This is from the New York Times, dated April 5th. Headline, pretty big. The Baltimore Catholic clergy abused hundreds of children and teens, says the headline. According to a 463-page investigation released by Maryland Attorney General, detailed the enormous scope and scale of the scandal. The abuse of children and teens by Catholic priests, other clergy, spans 60 years, six decades. So this has been going on for 60 freaking years. And the church did nothing to stop it. The authorities did nothing to stop it to keep the abusers away from children and teenagers. Get this, state officials do not expect to file criminal charges concerning these crimes. Why not? But here's a little glimmer of hope. The legislature in Maryland just passed a bill repealing the statute of limitations for sexual abuse lawsuits. So the victims can sue the church, and I hope they do. And by the way, the church 
church has a lobbying arm, lobbied against the bill, calling it unfair. I wanted to give you a quick update on the debt limit. The debt limit deadline is looming. It's coming. It's coming. But Congress is out on spring break right now. And after all their blathering about the budget and the economy and, you know, inflation and all the things that they were going to fix and do, nothing, no budget from Republicans, not a word, not a sentence, nothing. Biden, the White House, released its budget blueprint a couple of weeks ago, and it's a blueprint. Congress has to do this, and they're not doing it. And they are sickening. They're too busy attacking Alvin Bragg in New York, and they can't touch him. And they're wasting all their time doing that when they should be doing their jobs. So that's just an update on the budget. Then there's this story, which is really troubling. I wrote Spies Among Us. And this quote, a significant breach in security. Someone's leaking classified documents and posting them on social media sites. 100 pages of slides showing maps are being posted online. These are like top secret documents. According to reports, some of the most sensitive material maps of Ukrainian air defenses and, get this, a deep dive into South Korea's secret plans to deliver 300,000 rounds of much-needed ammunition in time for Ukraine's spring offensive. Well, it's spring right now. This is revealed in these documents, and they're only about 40 days old. I mean, my first thought was it's Trump, but it's like, no, because it's 40 days old. I mean, they need to do an investigation and find out who's leaking these things because, you know, some people are um, thinking that it's Russia. Russia's doing it to thwart Ukraine. But I don't know. I don't know how Russia would get these documents, but who knows? I mean, some of these documents do go to Congress. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of reading through the story to tell you about it. Um, national security officials are trying to find who leaked? Um, officials said that the documents did not come from Ukrainian officials. Um, so the Pentagon is on it, and I hope they figure it out real soon. Because this is BS. The abortion pill. I did a video on this earlier today, and I wanted to just put this in the podcast because I wanted to share it all with you. So we have these two rulings these two court rulings last week. There's a judge in Amarillo, Texas. He's anti-abortion. He's been anti-abortion all his life. He issued a preliminary injunction to suspend the Food and Drug Administration's approval of the abortion pill. 
Now, the FDA approved this bill 23 years ago. The ruling from the Amarillo judge would make the abortion pill illegal nationwide. But this injunction won't go into effect until the federal government has time to appeal. That judge has given them seven days. Now, this happened in Texas, but in Washington state, another suit is pending, is filed. In that case, a federal judge in Washington state ordered the Food and Drug Administration to make no changes to the availability of the abortion pill. That case was joined by a total of 18 Democratic attorneys general. So 18 states have joined in this case to keep the abortion pill available. And next from the Texas judge, it goes to the Court of Appeals. And then depending on how that court rules, it'll go to the Supreme Court. And for sure, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. So I wanted to do this little special podcast and I went and I looked up Fox News and like stuff's really going on with the Fox News lawsuit. Just tonight, the New York Times is reporting that Fox News and one of its former hosts, Lou Dobbs, have settled a defamation lawsuit with, remember that Venezuelan businessman? He was kind of maligned and linked to voting systems fraud in the 2020 election. Now, he said, no one ever called me. I didn't, I didn't even know that they were doing this story. So he was never called for a comment. But, you know, they, Lou Dobbs and uh, a couple of his weirdo guests, um, you know, maligned this guy. Well, in a letter filed on Saturday with the federal judge in the Southern District of New York, all the parties have reached a confidential settlement. So I'm sure the Venezuelan law of businessmen's getting a big lot of money. They would not dec- disclose the terms, and so we don't know how much. And uh, Fox News said on an email, "We have no further comment." Now, meantime, last week, or not not long ago, uh, Fox News was hit with a major setback in the defamation case brought by Dominion Voting Systems. So, you know, they've been doing all of this pre-trial stuff with the judge in in Delaware, in the Delaware Superior Court. They've been um, having testimony and, you know, subpoenaed people and releasing some of the information. And um, the judge in that case has ruled that it, this case is going to go to trial. Now, I mean, you may say, well, we knew that all along, Gloria. But it's like, no, they were still trying to get the, the case dismissed. Fox was. But here's a quote from the judge. The evidence developed in this civil proceeding, said Judge Eric M. Davis, or he, he wrote this, demonstrates that it is crystal, and he has crystal, crystal in all caps, clear, that none of the statements relating to Dominion about the 2020 election are true. (laughs) So everything that was said about Dominion was a lie. Judge Davis says the case should proceed to trial. 
He wants a jury to weigh whether Fox spread false claims about Dominion while knowing that they were untrue and to determine any damages. And that trial is set to begin on April 17th. That is my birthday. What a great birthday present. I hear that it may be televised. We're going to at least have audio. And everybody's going to, everybody's going to testify. When I say everybody, I mean all the Fox Yahoos. And I, I mean, I don't like them. I try never to watch them. And I even, I used to watch them a little bit. But since they got so bad with under Donald Trump, I, I had to stop watching. And now I do see clips from them on social media. People I follow, I follow um, the Midas Touch and they always use clips. I mean, in their Midas Touch, their videos are brilliant. And I'm a video person and I say they're brilliant. That's what's going on with Fox. And I have some new information on the Trump rape trial, the E. Jean Carroll trial, but I'm going to put that in a separate podcast um, because it's a lot and it's because it goes back so many years and it's, it's interesting. So have that at another time. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. That's in other news. Brought to you by me, Gloria Moraga, political woman. I'm a political woman. I vote. Please vote. Please have a plan. We have to gear up. We have to get rid of some of the people that are trying to destroy our country and our rights. And we need to vote them out. And that's what I mean when I say get rid of them. Vote them out. Have a great week, everybody. Happy Monday. And be safe.